the I Love Gay Palm Springs podcast with John Taylor and Shan Carr. It's the new fall season. It's the I Love Gay Palm Springs podcast. Episode 71 is John Taylor, comedian Shan Carr. Our gay desert guide, Brad Burr, is here. Do you guys remember growing up, we used to wait for the new fall season of TV shows? Oh, God, yeah, that's not going to happen this year, is it? Mm, no. Well, they do it a little differently. You know, but I used to love it because they had, like, jingles and they had all this, like, you know, all summer long, it'd be the big buildup to the fall season. And ABC, you know, like they would eat, ABC seems to do the best da, da, job. Da, da, da. Yeah. I remember them. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Well, now we just have new shows coming at us all the time on all these platforms. So um, welcome and happy to be here and be back in California where there is some semblance of sanity. I've been in Florida helping my mom, but I'm glad to be back and I'm not going anywhere <laughs> ever again. <laughs> Very brave of you to fly, but your mom is lucky to have you. We're all that age, our moms and our dads. They need a little extra loving on, so she's yep. glad she's got you. And yep. we've, aside from the throwing the travel pillow across the aisle at a fellow passenger <laughs> incident, um, my mom did great. Oh, I thought you did that. No, Of course, I assumed it was you as well, but... If if we had an air marshal, I would have said, I don't know this woman. I've never seen her. <laughs> uh, so what do we have on deck for this episode 71? I've been out of the loop. Can you clue me in, Shan? Sure. Well, we're going to start in our favorite way. We're going to get to talk. Uh, we're going to do the doc talk with Dr. Laura Rush and uh, find out what's happening with COVID and vaccines and all of that sort of thing. And then Jimmy Bogle from the Coachella Valley Independent little politics and current events in our daily digest episode with him. And then we have uh, uh, two different people, Ruth Deborah, who is from Stonewall Democrats, and Jackie Tringali Nunez, who both of whom are going to talk to us about discrimination within our own LGBTQ community. Um, and then at the very end, we've got Andre Carthen, who will talk to us from Brothers of the Desert and their upcoming event. So we got a packed house. Yeah, they're going into their second season. Uh, they're just celebrated a one-year anniversary, so that's awesome. And what do we have uh, for sponsors today, Brad? Who is bringing us to other people? Well, our podcast brought to you by DAP Health Center. During COVID-19, Desert AIDS Project is innovating with a free at-home or self-HIV test that can be mailed to you, or you could pick it up at DAP. Testing has never been easier with DAP's free self-test. It's a simple test to give you the information you need to know about your HIV status. DAP's HIV self-test can be picked up or mailed to your home domicile or wherever you may be. To receive your free HIV self-test, go to gaydeserguide.com, click on the banner. The self-tests are saliva-based. They take about 20 minutes to get your results. So that's very quick in comparison to the way we used to do it. Remember those days, waiting yeah. and waiting and waiting. Uh, and if you're not comfortable leaving contact information, you can always, uh, on the website, you can always call DAP. And that number is 760-656-8425. That's 760-656-8425. Our podcast also brought to you by the good folks at Tori Nissan. Bob Bailey and the crew at Tory Nissan ready to help you with a brand new car, whether it be the 
all-electric Nissan LEAF or any of the other great Nissans. And they've also got a bevy of used cars available as well. Tori Nissan in Lakita. You use the words bevy and domicile in uh -huh. your commercial reads. That's pretty good. Somebody I'm took some time to, to actually write. Yeah, I'm trying to get my reading level up a little bit. I got that little score that said, you're, you're, you're speaking at a fifth grade level. So I wanted to get it up to at least seven. I'm, I'm reading at a 64-year-old level, but I'm much younger. I'm advanced. Um, you must have, our, and I'm, this is the mid-century modern for any of the viewers, you must have clear story windows, Brad? Are you seeing a little, uh, yeah, oh my gosh, I see that now. The it bottom just, half just, of your face moving. is, is yeah, getting that, a sunburn. Yeah, the sun, the sun is, um, as we speak this morning, it is Thursday morning, November 12th in the 8 o'clock hour. The sun has completely gone uh, south on me, where it used to be up here, and now one of the clear story windows is leaking light on my face. So I'm, I, the, gee, I'm going to need to. Let's yeah, see if I you can, can just put just there. Put how's that? Now it's on my chest. How about how's you get that? a big nice floppy hat? <laughs> well, I was doing it in the second bedroom, but that's turned into a cave because the sun is so low in the sky. It's, you know, I have to like, I, I can't even light it enough. I can't, I, the Klieg lights have been on. It still is too dark in there. And I did, I did see Shan Carr's approval when I remembered the mid-century modern architectural term, clear story, because I never can remember that. That's the, those are the little windows up in, by the roof, yeah. right? Can you, can you spell it? That's the question. Can you I spell it? I think it's, all right, uh, test me. Uh, C L E R E. S-T-O-R-Y, clear story. I think that's correct. Ding, 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 clear story, Windows. Yeah, you got it, baby. We were talking, I was writing a little bit yesterday about words like that and, and uh, the words that Brad used in his open. I realized that I have been saying the word ug, which I have only ever heard Charlie Brown say out loud. Like I have typed UG, other people have typed, like soon I'm gonna be ARG. And then <laughs> even worse, I said nifty the other day, which I mean, I, it used to make my skin crawl when my mother would say nifty because it was so out of fashion. And then it came out well, of me. We're in mid-century modern land. So I think nifty is actually something we could bring back. I say balderdash to both of you. Oh, my gosh. Hey, we've got a great show ahead. We ought to get to our guests. We've got Jimmy and Dr. Rush coming up. Well, as it is with doctors, Dr. Rush has a little bit of a medical emergency today, so she's going to have to go tend to that, but you're going to have to make up for both of them. Jimmy Bogle from the Coachella Valley Independent. We've been living on every word of your daily digest. How are you doing today? Well, I apologize if you're living on every word of my daily digest because the last couple have been highly depressing, I will admit, but yeah. uh, I'm well, thank you. Um, I'm a little worried about what's going on in this country right now on several different levels, but otherwise I'm doing well. Well, well I don't have enough anxiety right now. Can you uh, help me out with that and tell me what you're worried about? COVID right now is not only bad, it's it's making it look like the the spike we had in the summer is or even back in March and April, it's making it look like a knit. Um, yeah. We had almost 150,000 cases reported yesterday. Uh, hospitalizations in a lot of places are spiking. Um, in North Dakota, if nurses 
are test positive for COVID, but they're asymptomatic, they are being directed to keep working in COVID wards because there's such a nursing shortage. Um, In my hometown of Reno, Nevada, uh, one of the hospitals turned a floor of their parking garage into an emergency unit that they haven't had to use yet. Well, they're activating it because they're going to need to use it now. California is one of the few places that isn't having those horrible spikes yet. Here in the Coachella Valley, uh, hospitalizations are on the rise, um, the positivity rates on the rise. And um, I believe it was over a dozen states, I believe it was this week, uh, fell back a tier, none moved up. So it's even happening here in California. So it is a scary time for COVID and you know, Utah finally uh, enacted a mask ordinance, um, a statewide mask ordinance over the weekend, um, but it's scary. I mean, you look at everything, you know, and if you're a big college football fan, four of the seven SEC games this weekend have had to be postponed due to COVID, and um, this is, it's only going to get worse before it gets better. It seems like every time I go out, I'm afraid it's going to be my last time. Like, every time I leave the grocery store, I'm like a pack mule with a bunch of stuff I could possibly need someday. Well, they're not going to be closing down grocery stores, and, you know, uh, I'm, I'm optimistic that that the tier system in California is working enough that where we're at now is as bad as it will get. I'm not sure about that because if, you know, we have spikes like you're seeing in Nevada, in the Dakotas, in about half the other states right now, you know, they may do some sort of a shutdown where, um, you know, restaurants have to close even outdoor dining again. I hope not. I'm thinking that where we're at now is, is, is I'm, you know, knocking on my plastic desk here is as bad as it's going to get, but you never know. So it looks like Dr. Rush got free. Thanks for taking care of whatever your patient needed. We were just talking about COVID, so throw your hat in the ring, Laura. Yeah, the, the news was not good coming out of the county this week. So we are seeing a big increase across, you know, the county of Riverside, and we're even seeing changes in what's happening within Coachella Valley itself, too. So increase in the positivity rate, increase in the number of cases being reported. We're seeing it across the entire country. And even though we were in a little bubble for a little while out here, that seems to be bursting. So it's starting to impact us here right now. So we're going to be like this through the holidays. Everyone's going to have to just hang on and bear down. I'm hoping it's not going to be long, but it's, it's pretty bad across the entire country. And we're coming into a holiday season. So this is very, very concerning. I mean, the silver lining is that, you know, we have some progress with the, uh, the vaccines. So that was good news, you know, this week with, the, with Pfizer's news. But we're going to be in a tight spot for a while. When you said silver lining, I thought you were talking about the little gray at the temple that this is giving you. <laughs> Me here, the little. Uh-huh. Yeah, Super my silver cute. lining. Super cute. So, so you personally, do you have a handful of current COVID positive? Um, personally, I haven't seen anything. So, oh, which is good, which is yeah. good news. That's very but, good news. Yeah, I haven't seen anything. I, I'm testing patients that want to be tested. I haven't had anybody call up and tell me that they've had symptoms. So oh, that's great. Yeah. So it's been good. I've been, you know, I, yesterday all day was my HIV clinic and I was just giving my patients like the lowdown, like they need to be home. They need to be taking care of themselves and staying safe. They're all feeling great. Everyone's doing a good job of, of taking care of themselves and, and each other. We just got to keep doing that. I know this is long. This is, we're, 
coming up, it'll be what a year in February. This is a really long time to be dealing with this kind of stuff. Um, I was hoping it would get better, but again, we're not getting any leadership from the White House. And, you know, he's hiding in his little man cave and refusing to come out. So, well, perfect time to make this segue. If we have no devastating news to thrash through for COVID in the Coachella Valley, let's make fun of the president. Yay! Oh my God, I can't wait till it's over. I can't wait till it's over. I can't wait till he's dragged out by his ankles. You know, by that one uh, thwack of hair. Uh, it's frustrating. It's you know, you really want some leadership. Thank God we've had you know. Joe Biden and Kamala Harris every day have been tweeting, you know, about COVID and what they're doing and their task force. Yeah. So it's nice that we're seeing some leadership from our incoming president because our other president has said nothing about it. Nothing with this huge number of cases that we're seeing across the country. Not a word. They're still in, living in this fantasy world that they're just going to have, it's just going to pass and go on its own and we're going to have herd immunity, which is clearly not working. So and not, among not only that... Sorry, sorry to but not only that, there was a super spreader event on election night at the White House. There right? was at least yeah. six people, including his chief of staff, the lawyer heading his uh, his election fight. Um, you know, they they have they have COVID right now. It's it's insane that he has not said a word about COVID since the election, and we're and having one hundred fifty thousand cases a day. Not one, not one I mean, word about anybody who's ever been sick in his party, how they're doing. None of he doesn't care. It's no, obvious he, he does no. not care. He does not care about COVID. He doesn't want to hear about it anymore. He's not giving it an ounce of energy. So, so let's, I mean, no? yeah, so let's focus more on what's going on with our incoming president Biden. Okay. I'd rather I'd rather be positive about what we've okay. got happening in seventy days or so because I think it's uh, you know it's still going to be such a breath of fresh air for us, right? I have let two me words, add. Two words. Let me add. Why sorry, go ahead, John. <laughs> Let me add Everybody's a caveat talking. to that. Let me add a caveat to that. We'll, well, it's we want to focus on the positive and we want to look at what's going to be happening on January 20th. We have over 60 days left of this president and we need to keep our eyes on what he is of doing. Yes. Let's yeah. make that clear. Yeah. Some of the stuff he's doing at the Pentagon with, you know, pretty much the entire civilian leadership has okay. changed since Election Day. Some of the stuff that he's trying to pull with the election, I don't think it's going to work. But, you know, we need to let's focus on the positive. Let's let's listen to what the president-elect has to say. But we need to keep our eye on the person who is going to be president of the United States for another, what is it, 68 days at least? Yeah. So, yeah. Sorry to be a dead. Do you all have countdown now. clocks? I know I have my countdown clock, too. He can't go soon enough. But you're right. Jimmy's right. We need to be focusing on, on the positive. They're trying to burst our bubble. They're trying to deflate the euphoria that we had across the country, across the world. And yeah. they're trying to just deflate us and take that away from us. And they can't. He's going no matter what he thinks or says. He's, he, yesterday, I think he broke up with Fox News, right? So now he's on to Newsmax. Yeah. Is that the latest desperate attempt at legitimacy? He's like, well, no, Newsmax is now, you know, yeah. reporting the truth. So it's, then is he going to buy Newsmax or buy Fox News and that's what he's going to do after this whole thing is over, is own a, an anti-news network or something? I don't know I how think he OAN, can. I think maybe. He's going to jail. I mean, yeah. you can see them over at the SDNY is sitting there kind of rubbing their hands together. Like, you know, they're... Yeah. They're going to go after him. He's he's in debt. He owes Deutsche Bank hundreds of millions. So yeah. he's I don't know how he's going to afford to buy anything. 
other than an, a new orange jumpsuit, but that's it. Ooh. The match It'll is match. in. Yeah. How would he even know that he's got it on? You know, I, I did not learn to Twitter because I didn't want to see all of the Trump tweets. But now Kamala and Biden are tweeting yeah. all the information I need. So who would have ever thought I needed to learn Twitter to like, know what's happening with the new president? Oh, uh, well, that honey. said, Biden is not tweeting that much. It's, it's actually refreshing to not go online and see our, our president, incoming president tweeting from the toilet and every little brain fart that he has. So it's, it's like, oh, we don't know what he's doing every six minutes. It's kind of nice. Yeah. You know, yeah. he's he's actually busy. He has a job that he takes seriously. <laughs> well, I love the absence of tweets and actual visibility, really, of this president. My eyes yeah. are rested from he, not having to gaze upon him. Yeah, he's busy, <laughs> which apparently the current occupant of the White House is not. No, I mean the current <laughs> president, not having to see the current president yes. lately. Oh, he no, hasn't made any appearances no. in like five days except for yesterday. So for yeah, better reason. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Laura, or, uh, I'm sorry, uh, uh, Dr. Laura. Laura is good. <laughs> so, Jimmy, uh, I wanted to go on to happier news because you have, uh, you're just about ready. I understand. Uh, little, little birds have told me that you're just about ready to announce winners of your best of. On November 23rd, so um, I can't say anything yet, but there are some people that uh, podcast viewers know and love um, in the community and in the podcast as well, who may be getting some Best of Coachella Valley awards as chosen by readers of the, of the Coachella Valley Independence. So, but we can't announce those yet until November 23rd. Fabuloso. Any other little topic, Jimmy, politically that you want to actually... We're going to politics all day, but you, you got a last stab at something? No. Um, you know, the, the one thing that, that I really want to emphasize is that, well, the, the COVID thing feels hopeless. We can do certain things. One thing I have not done yet, and I'm kicking myself um, for ha not having done it yet, but I'm going to make sure I get it done um, in the next 10 days as I haven't gotten a flu shot yet. Uh, to do that because there's increasing evidence that flu shots may help to some degree um, with COVID. You know, we don't know that, but there's some preliminary evidence on that. So, you know, there's there's a lot we can do. And um, also, I want to encourage people if you're going into the uh, the the Christmas holiday Hanukkah shopping time, support local businesses instead of going to the chain store and buying crap. Buy a gift card at a local restaurant. Uh, buy a subscription to a local publication, hint, hint. Um, <laughs> do things like that. Support local businesses because this is going to be a really tough time. And with COVID going crazy, you know, at, at best, we're going to be in the tier we're in right now um, through the end of the year. There's there's Absolutely. no doubt about that. Without a doubt. Businesses really need your support right now. So oh. please avoid the crap at the chain store and support a local business. Thank you very much. Keep the I town agree. afloat with your dollars. Spend I agree. Amazon does not need any more of our money. No. <laughs> they do not. No. That being said, what I have discovered, I shouldn't say discover, I'm a little late to the bandwagon of Instacart, which ah. has been 
really fun. So um, I highly recommend that, especially during this current bloom in COVID that, you know, I'm, I will be at work and I will order my groceries and they're delivered for the, for the time from when I'm coming home. And it's fantastic. And they're doing a lot of the, you know, the businesses around town. So it's pretty and nice. Tip, tip your drivers, tip your drivers very, 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 very well, please. Indeed. I've seen some of the same Instacart drivers as my Grubhub yep. and everything else. So it's the same people. They're, they're hustling. They're hustling. Yep. So be kind to them. I've been Please. using Instacart for months. It's fabulous. I love it. Yeah. And I did DoorDash for the first time for some Thai smile the other night. Yeah. Very nice. Supporting mm, mm. a local business. Very good. That's what I'm saying. Get out there and, and do it. Jimmy's right. All right, y'all. Thank you so much for sitting with us. We can't wait to see you again soon. Right. And uh, be safe. Bye -bye. Be safe. Get your flu shot. Yes, yes ma'am. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. See you guys later. Bye. Next, we have lifelong activist and political junkie, former <laughs> chair of the Desert Stonewall Democrats, local radical feminist, lesbian, and active member of the LGBTQ community. Please welcome a hometown favorite, Ruth Debra. Yay! Yay! Your first appearance on the I Love Gay Palm Springs podcast. We welcome you. It's, uh, we're, in, we're just in our, the beginning of our second season, Ruth, so you haven't missed much. Only 70 episodes. Oh, that's all. <laughs> so we're kind of political junkies, and geez, we haven't had any political talk for a while. We need a fix. <laughs> <laughs> right. Nothing's you, been going on. Hook us up. Yeah. <laughs> right. Talk to us a little bit about how you've been involved in in the election first. I know that you got your hands in everything in town. Yeah. Well, um needless to say I'm I'm a Democrat. Mm -hmm. I'm probably pretty much of a lefty for the Democrats because I find them really conservative <laughs> sometimes. Mm -hmm. Um what did I do for the election? I did a lot of texting, some phone banking, uh, supported candidates as much as I could financially. Um, yard signs, as a matter of fact, I think I still have some up there. Um, <laughs> there's a great one with the, the hair that says- nope. nope, yeah. Oh, I love that. My neighbor has that one. I, I love that, that one. Too. That was, Donald Democrats did that one. Actually, I have two because one of them was stolen. Oh. And then returned. It was really weird. And then returned? That oh, wow. After it was stolen, it came back into, and I had already gotten another one, which I had my neighbor put at way high on a palm tree. Oh. <laughs> it was still up there. <laughs> Well, so Stonewall Democrats, not everybody who is a podcast watcher knows what that is. So tell us a little bit about that first, if you don't mind. Well, we're mostly the queer LGBTQ um, Democratic Club of the desert, of the valley. And uh, we support progressive candidates, not just LGBTQ, though they do have a priority when it comes to early endorsement, but uh, people that believe in equality. Uh, we don't, you know, we don't uh, discriminate against our straight neighbors. So... Well, but it's been active. I've been here for 17 years, and that was the first organization I joined. I moved here in July, and the August meeting was, I'll never forget it, it was at Hunter's, 
And that's where I met George Zander, who was a oh, very beloved yeah. friend of mine. Yeah. Uh, he was too, Brad. And, um, and that was it, I think. I joined that day and um, never looked back. It, George convinced me to run for chair Oh, a long, long time ago, I think when he went to work for Equality California, if you remember that way back. Yes. Um, yeah. And I stayed as chair for, I think it was eight years, may have been 10, I'm not sure. You know, when you get as old as I am, the years kind of blend together. Ruth, Ruth, I have a question for you as a progressive. And, you know, you're, you're probably identifying yourself to be to the left of the mainstream corporate <laughs> candidates. Um, Joe Biden is pretty moderate uh, as a Democrat, some would say even conservative. Yeah, I would, you, and a lot of people that supported Bernie and Elizabeth Warren and, you know, more progressive candidates. Uh, how do how do we get the agenda to 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 sort of move? I think it's going to be important to put pressure on once the new administration begins. Is there a way we can do that constructively? Well, I think that unless we win those two Senate seats in Georgia, it's going to be fairly hopeless. Uh, you know what what? Biden can do by executive order, and he's not going to turn up as a radical lefty. He's not. Um, as much as I would like to see him do that, and probably you would too, um, it's not going to happen. I think it's going to be a tough four years. I do, if we don't get the Senate back. And even then, we'll have some pretty conservative Democrats in leadership roles. Um, even with what we got going on now, we're going to have to have our hand on the steering wheel to keep ourselves going, yes. going the direction we want to. And as a country, this has been exhausting to try and fight through. Mm -hmm. And uh, so today, part of one of the topics that we wanted to talk about was discrimination and the struggle within our LGBTQ community. And Very appalling. It is very appalling. And in the waiting room, we've got Jackie Tringali Nunez. And so I'd like to drag him in. Hello, Jackie. Hello, everybody. Hi, Jackie. Welcome Good to morning. the podcast. Today's topic for this segment is talking about the discrimination within the LGBTQ community. And it is a topic that Ruth Deborah has always had her hand in. So talk to us a little bit about what's happening with us. Why are we just as crazy as everybody else? Because we're just as crazy as everybody else. <laughs> so what do you do about it? Yeah. Um, just because we're queer does not mean that we are exempt from bigotry of all kinds. There's an enormous amount of racism in our community. There's um, the antipathy towards both bisexual and transgender people is absolutely deplorable. Well, and locally, we struggled with that. A bunch of people got all over Christy Holstead trying to get her to justify and prove that she's bi. Not even that. Like, what is she supposed to do? Like, a taste test? I have no idea <laughs> what it is that they expect her to do. Well, I don't know what they would expect her to do because it's not her responsibility. It's our responsibility to educate ourselves about bisexuality and recognize that it is an identity. It has nothing to do with who you happen to be sleeping with at the moment. It's who you are. Same way I'm a lesbian when I brush my teeth in the morning as much as when I'm having sex. I mean, really. And, yeah. 
And you ever tried that. both of those at the same time? I'm asking for a friend. <laughs> really, but I do like a toothbrush, so it might be interesting. <laughs> but well, and as much as um, Christy had to struggle with it, Jackie, you've been facing some of that sort of stuff within our own community as well. Yeah, it's uh, you know, it's it's a little shocking sometimes when you know people in our community treat us poorly. You know, whether um, it's gay men treating women poorly or feeling the green light to mistreat them, I should say, mm. because they're women, that we, we, we get that a lot. Um, me being transgender and uh, or non-binary, uh, you know, there's a whole different thing for me. Um, for me, it's kind of the opposite. When, when women, well, with men, they, they like me. You know, because I'm different and very masculine, and lesbians sometimes are very off-putting to me. Hmm. You know, they don't want anything to do with me. When my wife, who's a lesbian, when we'd go out together to women events, you know, I I can feel it. I don't know that I can say I hear it, but I definitely could feel it. Yeah. Like, what are you doing here? You don't belong here. You're not on our team. Do you, Do you think that the the tone of things, because we'll have a different um, administration at the top, it was almost like the last four years permission was given to be nasty and rude. And do you think that it will go from a boiling point down to a simmer, uh, Deborah? I don't think so. No. I don't think so. I don't think it. I mean, Trump was not the disease. I'm Trump? sorry, Ruth, Deborah. I called you. Deborah. <laughs> All right. Everybody does. Um, Trump was a symptom. He was not the disease. He brought out and gave permission to all the disgusting racism and misogyny in our in our world, but that's because they were there. It was there, and I. It may slow down a little bit. There may be after a while fewer hate crimes, but I don't think it'll make it disappear. I just don't. Jackie, you're a business owner in town, and you come across uh, all different kinds of people in your store. How has it been for you? I mean, I hate to even say this, you guys, but <laughs> it's been brutal, especially with the male community, gay community. Really? Um, the to I, 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 what I see is people's tolerance is zero. So you yeah. say one wrong thing, you know, and it gives them in their mind, permission to just attack us. Hmm. Um, and I hate to say it, it's mainly, you know, gay men, because that's most of our clientele, because there's so many wonderful gay men in this community, and so many yeah. that come into our store, 99.9%. But when we get that, you know, just unreasonable human, that's the demographic that we're dealing with. Um, yeah, somebody was trying to question everything about who you are and why your name was Jackie and whether you're trying yeah. to throw them off, whether you are a man or a woman and like a whole barrage one after another just the other day. Yeah. He just started just, it went from I'm, I wasn't as friendly as the ladies to I'm a, can I cuss on here? Yeah, yes. please do. Screaming, screaming at the top of his lungs at me, I'm a fucking faggot. And I'm like, that is not okay, no matter who I am. And, and that was a gay guy? That was a gay man in town, and I had a oh my a store full of people, and he's calling me the, an F and B, an F and C, and then the faggot came out, and he was making fun of my name, and nothing went wrong with this man. He just 
felt okay to attack me for no reason whatsoever. It was horrible. It is a difficult time, and I do feel like our own community needs to try to, with some level of consciousness, while we're, our consciousness is being raised about racism and, and poverty yeah. and all of that, we need to get our own community in check. I, I, and that is about the, in the way that there was support for expressing hate and anger, we need to offer that same support to rise to a better level of communication with each other. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Not a, sure how we do it. There's a lot of antipathy in the older lesbian community, which I'm very familiar with. As a, a, I'm a national board member of OLOC, which is Old Lesbians Organizing for Change. And I find on a national level that there is so much conflict between uh, and originating with the lesbian community towards any transgender people. It just, um, you know, I can understand a little bit of it, but, you know, it was rooted in a lot that happened at Michigan Music Festival. Mm. And mm. I can understand the feeling of, well, these people lived with male privilege. Well, I don't think that's true. I don't think transgender people live with a hell of a lot of privilege in my experience. It's... Um, but they've just really, I mean, there's an absolute unwillingness to even admit that being transgender is real. It's like- Or bisexuality is real. Right. It's like we yeah. can't seem to return the level of acceptance and tolerance that we demand for ourselves. Right. Yeah. I, I do have to say that there's not as much uh, prejudice in the black lesbian community at all that there's a okay. lot more um, identification with trans women of color. Mm. Oh, Jackie, nice. you had something to add? Yeah, I just lost it there for a minute, but it's, uh, it's um, you, you know, when, when I was a dyke, uber dyke, <laughs> I was cool. Yeah. Being trans, not so much. Mm. You know, very effeminate men. Very cool, love them, love hanging out with them. But then when they transition to women, hey, you're not really welcome here anymore. It's just not okay. And we just need to really have empathy for people. We've all walked in the shoes of being part of the LGBT community and how difficult it is. I think if we could just kind of put the awareness to step back and just remember what it was like when you were bullied or kicked out of your yeah. home or what have you. I think we've just all kind of forgotten because gays acceptable, you know? More or less. Here more or less. More or less. We are definitely yeah. enjoying a bubble. Yeah. 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 Well, well, I apologize that we're out of time. This has been a really busy morning full of technical chaos. I would love to speak to all of you again. I want to say that from two completely different perspectives, we're grateful to have you guys as visible, active, loving, caring, forward-moving human beings in our community. Thank you so much for taking part of your morning to speak with us. And may I, may I just put a quick plug in, I, the November meeting for uh, Desert Stonewall Democrats uh, features Katie Hill. Uh, she's a former U.S. representative um, in California's 25th. But we're, we're, you're going to be talking, Ruth, about uh, bisexuality, the B in the LGBTQ plus 
and what's behind biphobia. And uh, that's certainly something we talked about, uh, Christy Holstedge in that campaign. So it's a great topic. We want to get Christy on at some point in the future to talk with us about this as well. But uh, it is uh, desert-stonewall.org is the website. And Ruth, that is uh, next Tuesday, correct? Tuesday, 6 p.m. and it's on Zoom. So uh, you can go to our Facebook page or our website and get more information on how to register for it. Thank you, Ruth. Well, and Jackie. Well, and can I get Jackie a plug-in and... for Jackie's business? Yes, because I'm I... not only a client, but I'm also a friend. The UPS store, you, you guys have saved my uh, cookies a few times <laughs> the last minute with copying and shipping. Me too. Thank me you. Too. Oh, thank you. I love all you guys, and thank you, and thanks for having me on. We really appreciate uh, you and our community and all that you guys do. I mean, it's really really something. Thank you so much, both of you. Bye-bye. Here at the I Love Gay Palm Springs podcast, we are entering season two with our episode 71. And also uh, entering the second season, uh, just had their first anniversary, is Brothers of the Desert. And Brothers yes. of the Desert, congratulations. We have Andre Carthen, who is uh, a, a chef, a TV personality host, uh, a very smart guy, and one of the founders of Brothers of the Desert. Thank you for joining us on I Love Gay Palm Springs again. My pleasure. I, you know, I always love coming on with you guys and you talk about what's going on, what's, what's current. And I just, you know, Palm Springs is a great place to be. And I don't know if people really know that. So thank you for having me on. And happy anniversary happy to you as well. Oh, thank thanks. You. Is your voice particularly sexy this morning? What is happening? <laughs> yeah, if I'm a little more tired, it gets a little deeper. Oh, yeah. Sounds good. I'll oh, take thank it. You, thank you. It's funny. I used to, um, I was doing a show and I was singing Old Man River. And the guy, my partner said, you're the only person I know who slides up to Old Man River. So Brothers of the Desert have an event coming up. Right? We do, yes. Our wellness summit is called um, Still We Rise. It is about resilience. It's about, you know, as we talked earlier this year, with so much going on with the um, with COVID and the Floyd and politics and everything, you know, um, it's interesting. We have to really take care of one another. And we, we're like, we're, we're resilient. You know, as a people, we're resilient. So as gay men, we're resilient. You know, um, as a community, we're resilient. So it's, um, it's about that and about... Um, supporting one another. We're, we're having two major workshops, one about coming out and what's, what was that like for everybody? You know, that's a, everybody has their coming out story. And the other one's about relationships and intimacy. So we try to do things about wellness and, and to, like I said, support one another. So we know that, you know, we have brothers and sisters that are there, you know, to help us get through the day. I know a lot In our of last founders, segment. Oh, I'm sorry, Sharon, go ahead. Um, yeah? Uh, yeah, sure, go ahead. Okay. In our last segment, we had Ruth Deborah, who is um, a self-described old lesbian organizing for change. And Dra <laughs> I know her, yes. <laughs> well, of course, we all do. And Jackie yes. Tringali Nunes, who owns the UPS store downtown okay. and is a trans man. And so we were both talking about the unbelievability of discrimination inside of the queer community. Mm -hmm. um, do you think that, you know, Brothers of the Desert had an element of trying to come together around some of those issues? Oh, absolutely. I, that, it's so hard. I just, I just had this conversation with someone because some people are going to see us as being, you know, exclusive or some people are going to see us being kind of standoffs. Like, why do you need your own little group? Well, because you don't let me in your group. 
you know, but they won't see that. They'll just see what we're being exclusive. We even had it after the first month or so. Someone said, well, you're being clickish because you're not inviting everyone. So that's not true. We always invite everyone. Everyone's open to come. Um, but we needed to support one another first before we can go out and support the community. And that's our biggest thing. Let's learn about each other, grow with each other, and then go out and help the community. Right. Why do gays want a gay bar or a gay cruise or a gay right. magazine or a gay anything like that? It is about supporting similarity and the struggles that are that we have within a group. Mm -hmm. So I think it's important that you guys have that. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it's very important. And I get very upset with gays I hear that are um, that not so much racist, but, you know, they're like, well, I don't like them because they're twinks or I don't like them because they're bears or we don't associate with them because they're lesbians. I'm like. And then holding about lesbians and gays not getting along. I'm like, what? What is? Where did that come from? Where does it come from? Please tell me. <laughs> I wish I knew. I I don't get it. I don't understand it. Well, well our previous segment. Go ahead. I was just I was just saying in our previous segment we were talking about biphobia and what's happening in the transgender community and some of the discrimination that happens there. And you know what it what it really points up is that we. Each of us have our own perspective and our own niche. Um, and as an LGBTQ community, we're not a community. We're communities. And we mm -hmm. need to find a better way, I think, of, of overlap and understanding among the factions that we, uh, that we serve. I was saying we need to design some, our own queer new deal. Right. 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 Get our own yes. damn community in check. Absolutely. And I, I mean, I understand some of it, you know, when you, when, you know, they show the parade, it was always dykes on bikes and it was the drag queens and, and people, well, I'm not that, that gay or I'm not that group. Yeah. And so I understand where some of it came from, but I don't understand within ourselves, then how, what gives us the right to be mean or exclude someone else when we've all been discriminated against, you know, especially when I, saw, I see someone black do it, I'm like, like, you're black and you're gay and you've been discriminated on so many levels. Why would you then not let someone else in the group or choose not to talk to someone because they're, you know, they're, they're femme or they're, I, I just don't, I don't understand it. Yeah. Irks me. Well, part of, part of the challenge is bridging those groups like yours and the lesbian group and the this and the that group with each other in combined things. I think Brad worked with an organization, which I did for their first year, Gay for Good, which is a group of gay volunteers contributing to mainstream events and right. supporting that, those sort of connections, like uh, Brothers yeah. of the Desert. Did you guys march last year? We in did march, you know, it was our first time marching. So yeah, we were, we're excited about that. And this year we won't, but yeah, we're excited. So yeah. Well, you obviously know, there's uh, nothing to march in, but right. when you say they're only showing the drag queens and the dykes on bikes, it's because your ass right. wasn't in that parade. And exactly. it is about us, the lesbians were bitching that the gay men weren't giving us this and that. If you want something lesbians, you have to go make it. And so that's what you guys have done. You've created a presence yeah. that is organized and allows you to connect to other things. Andre, you come from, um, you know, the entertainment world, and I've known a lot of African-American actors, singers, Broadway folk, and you have a network in place. It seems like people really support each other within the arts. And so that's kind of a good foundation. You've, you, I mean, I've known so many, you know, of your friends through, um, you know, entertainment. And that, that's yeah. a good starting point. Uh, there's a, a number of people that have been in uh, the showbiz that are sort of the basis for Brothers of the Desert. 
You're absolutely right. And, you know, it is a strong community and they've always been that way. And I think certainly when AIDS first started, the, you know, because it was affecting so many of the actors and, and dancers, mm -hmm. they stepped right up and, and really came together. Um, so you're, you're correct. There are a lot of the brothers who come from the entertainment uh, background and we do have that kind of um, bond. And that's why brothers came together as well. You know, I like, 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 likes. So like, let's get together. There's a community growing out here. How do we support one another? And then how do we get back to the community and let them know that we're here to support, not, not here to be separate, but here to support. So yes, yeah. We're glad, uh, will you give us where people can find your event again, please? Absolutely. We're, um, the event is called Still We Rise, about being resilient. It is going to happen this Saturday, the 14th. You can find us on Facebook, Brothers of the Desert, and our, our, we're launching our website tomorrow, brothersofthedesert.org. So we're excited about it. That's what you see behind me. Wonderful. That's our front good. page. Good. Congratulations. Thank Spicy you. Spicy logo, too. It. Looks so good. If you see something and you go, hey, call it out and go, hey, guys, this, is, this isn't right or something's not right. But please let us know we're excited about it. We'll be your beta testers. Oh, thank, you thank you very much, Andre, for being on the I Love Gay Palm Springs podcast for all you do in the community yes. and for that voice. Uh, well, thank you. It's my pleasure. Thank you for coming. And we hope people um, come to the our wellness summit tomorrow. I just see boobs in your logo, but it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Where did you see boobs? The big B. Oh, it looks like boobs to, to Shan. But then again, everything does. See, I'm a gay man. I think that was like a butt. Well, wow. I didn't want to say it. It was, a, I, I thought it. Right. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Bye, Andre. Have a good day. Take care. Bye. 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 Well, as we uh, bring to a close episode 71 of the I Love Gay Palm Springs podcast, we have to check in and find out what's in your weekly newsletter from Gay Desert Guide, Brad Furr. It's getting ready to hit that send button. What you got there, Brad? Well, of course, we're talking about the Brothers of the Desert Virtual Wellness Summit and, of course, the uh, Stonewall Democrats event. So everything that we've covered this weekend and everything that we always cover on the I Love Gay Palm Springs podcast can always be found on gaydeserguide.com and in our blog and email newsletter. And I just wanted to do a quick shout out on Palm Springs Pride. We just ended Pride last weekend and our friends at Alaska Airlines along with uh, Grocery Outlet and those Pride Packs with and Vodka, those were our winners of the Light Up the Night contest. And we had such a good time with that Light Up the Night contest. By the way, uh, Dan at Oscars, uh, Oscars was one of the, one of the winners uh, of the Light Up the Night contest. They got a lot of votes. Um, thanks to everyone who voted in our promotion. And we look forward to doing that again. We're already talking with Alaska Air for next year. And, uh, and we hope that Pride will be back in all of its glory in 2021. Please. But that plane but looked I do great too. The Alaska the airplane was so unbelievable. They, the fact that they took one of their planes, took it out of service, and parked it on near, you know, right, right by the highway for us to see and lit the whole thing up. Like, what a great thing. Plus, they sent it out to their entire team. So everyone at Alaska Airlines got to see what we were doing here in Palm Springs. That's, That's really cool. It looked absolutely amazing. Absolutely amazing. So we really. Uh, we want to thank everyone who participated in the contest. And I have to tell you, um, based on the weather that we had, it's kind of a good thing that Palm Springs Pride didn't happen because yeah. it would have been soggy and damp and, 
you know, the, the, a lot of things would have had to have been canceled, unfortunately. I can't imagine the garden party. Actually, yeah, that would have been painful. But um, <laughs> I do want to say that the lesbian uh, double feature movie did get rained out on Saturday night. And it is rescheduled for this Saturday. So Indeed. And it is also back into the I Love Gay Palm Springs newsletter for this week. Okay. Uh, also, the women are doing the uh, Women in Jazz All-Stars uh, 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 event this Sunday, Diane Shore yes. concert. That'll be on uh, Zoom as well. We had uh, Sweet Ruby J last week uh, on the podcast, if I remember Sweet right. Baby J. Sweet Baby. I'm sorry. We wrote it wrong in our newsletter. I'll correct that before. Ah, sweet, before sweet you get I thought it was Sweet catch. Baby J. So, yeah, we'll get that taken care of. Uh, so that double feature, the Pride Drive-In, is happening this weekend. Shan, on next week's podcast, it'll be just before you go up to Landers, not yeah. Flanders, but Landers, to do a little thing at Landers Brew, and I'm going to come up there as well. So we'll, we've got that on the Gay Desert Guide uh, events page. Great Autos of Yesteryear, they're doing the virtual Concourse d'Elegance, uh, where you can vote for your favorite car online. All the details and a link to that can be found at gaydesertguide.com and also into our uh, weekend newsletter. The center continues to lead with great programs. The Buddy to Buddy program is uh, coming up uh, with volunteers being trained to help people in need. PFLAG, an organization near and dear to my heart because my parents went to a PFLAG meeting right after I told them I was gay. And they were huge supporters of PFLAG. And it really changed, I think, their hearts and minds around the whole topic. And those of uh, hundreds of people they've come in touch with over the years. PFLAG on Sunday doing a, a PFLAG Zoom meeting. Uh, something you can do in person this Saturday, the Certified Farmers Market in Palm Springs moves back outdoors and will be uh, at the Palm Springs Cultural Center. We also have events from Desart Performs, all the virtual events that the LGBT Center is doing, and our list of fun things that you can read about in the LGBTQ community. All at GayDesertGuide.com. Subscribe to our newsletter. And that's it for this week. All right, Shan, you got something Friday night? Tomorrow? I do. Friday night, I'm performing for Women on a Roll's Women on the Net. I'm doing a comedy show called Broad Where a Broad Should Be Broad. And it's about uh, 25 or 30 minutes of comedy and then some social Q&A from the audience. Looking forward to it. Oh, All we right. should also, also mention that we've got a couple of virtual speed dating events coming up. You're hosting one for the women, and we're tying it back to our Women Crush Wednesday. That is going to be on December the 2nd. Lesbian uh, speed dating, uh, virtual speed dating is the best way to, do, to, to talk about that. And then um, Alexander Rodriguez from On The Rocks Radio is our new host for our men's speed dating. And we've got that set for the 21st of November. So that's just about a week and a half away. That is at uh, 6 p.m. Eastern, oh, Pacific time, 9 p.m. Eastern time. For anybody listening in other time zones, Alexander Rodriguez from On The Rocks Radio, virtual gay speed dating for men of all ages. And he was our uh, media grand marshal in uh, last year's Pride Parade and a, a dear friend of ours. And we welcome him to the I Love Gay Palm Springs Gay Desert Guide family. You guys are my family. 
Thanks for all of your support. And uh, we'll see you next week uh, somehow for episode 72 of I Love Deep Palm Springs. Bye. Bye. See ya. Thanks for listening to the I Love Gay Palm Springs podcast. Like us on Facebook at I Love Gay Palm Springs and on the homepage of GayDesertGuide.com.